Welcome back to Plato's Cave. I am Mario Vega. In the other episodes of Life from Plato's Cave, I speak with philosophers, artists, scientists and others about their interpretation of Plato's allegory of the cave. In this episode, I would like to give you a sense of what this podcast is about. And in the second part, I would like to take a step back and reflect on the episode so far and what's coming in 2022. If this is the first episode that you listen to, welcome to Life on Plato's Cave. And I hope from this episode you get a sense of what it is about. If you've never heard of Plato's allegory, I'll give a quick summary in a few minutes. And you can also listen to a reading of the full allegory in episode 1. And if you've been listening to other episodes already, I hope you enjoyed it so far and that like me you're looking forward to what's next. And I'd just like to reassure you, even if I don't make everything explicit, yes, this has been a course and there really is a logic behind the combination of episodes and the kind of topics that we speak about and the way we explicitly or implicitly relate to the allegory. I want to make some of these connections in this episode, but more than anything, I hope you've been making them yourself. But just to give one example, several episodes have broached on the importance of taking time and giving attention. For example, episode 3 with cultural theorist and video artist Mika Ball was about taking time to engage with art. And episode 5 with the geologist Marcia Björnerud how thinking like a geologist changes our human conception of time. Or episode 8 with Marike van Vught, neuroscientist, ballet dancer and Buddhist, we talked about the importance of taking time to meditate. In episode 10 with media theorist Dominic Petman, about how we pay attention to social media, in the sense of paying with our attention. Social media is not free and we pay for it with our attention. And we also pay for it with our attention in the sense that it costs us our attention. And there's more about taking time and about attention in other episodes, but I hope this example shows you how you can make some connections between episodes. In this case, it could be that you have a question like, how do I want to spend my time? Or that you're busy with the paradox between a busy schedule and all these urgent things that call for your attention. But in order to do them well, you need to actually take time. But what is time? What is attention? How are they related? Anyway, I hope this gives you a sense of just how you could make connections between the different episodes. And how to do this in relation to something that you are interested in. By the way, I'd just like to mention the illustration with each episode are part of this as well. So you can look at them as well. They're made by Julian Penning of Light One Art, and they contain some hidden gems. Before we really get into Plato's Cave, if you'd like to support me and support the next stage of this journey, like a gear upgrade for some better sound quality and allowing me to spend more time on making these episodes, you can visit livefromplatoscave.com for ways to do that. This is an independent educational podcast. I want it to be free and available for anyone who is interested in exploring life through philosophy and other perspectives. 
You can support me through Patreon, which means that you contribute a fixed amount per episode. It's really easy to set up and you can set a monthly limit on your contribution. But you can also make a one-time contribution through PayPal. The info is on my website. Um, perhaps the most valuable way to support is by subscribing, liking the episode, leaving reviews. Well, you know how it works with the algorithm and everything. Oh, and sending me a message with your comments or your questions. I'd love to hear what you think. And this also helps me to get to know you better and to keep this in mind when I make next episodes. Because my intention is that this offers you a course that you can follow no matter what kind of formal education you have enjoyed. If you have enjoyed education at all. But at the same time I want to offer something that is of university level or even postdoctoral level sometimes. And to be honest this quote unquote level is just an illusion in itself. It's an invention of the academic system that is not interested in education but in something else. Because to truly understand something, often the problem is not that we don't think complex enough, but rather that we don't think simple enough. That's the hard thing. And the formal education in our society is often focused on making things difficult rather than simple. So all I ask of you is the willingness to think things through and the courage to have your preconceived notions challenged. Anyone can do that. But thinking simply and being open-minded is much more challenging and valuable than doing complex intellectual maneuvers. I'm a postdoctoral educational researcher with a broad interdisciplinary background. And for the last 20 or so years, I've been developing this notion of what I now call interdisciplinary philosophy. I don't know, I might call it something else later, but that's what I call it now. In a nutshell, interdisciplinary philosophy combines academic research with education and science communication. But research and education about what? Well, about whatever you want to study. So the trick is, I don't know what it is that you want to learn. Life is a school and you can use this podcast to support your education in literally anything that has your attention. Whether this is a philosophical question, or a science, or how to relate to the climate crisis, or something more personal like relationships or health and illness. For example, later this year we'll speak about the relationship between food and thinking. Our relationship to food is something that many people are busy with in their lives. But we'll also get into how to deal with science denial, what are the limits of science. We'll also get into spiritual topics, like the question of consciousness. If at any point you think, whoa, this is really abstract. Okay, it is your job to make it more concrete by relating it to your topic. By relating it to something that you do know and trying to see if you can recognize something in it. And if you can discover something new. Just... Think of episode 3 with Mika Ball. Uh, she, sp she spoke about this relationship between recognition and discovery. And that you always need both. So you need to bring something to the table as well. If it's abstract, make it concrete yourself. So you could ask, how does this relate to my question? Or the problem I'm working on? Or the object of research that I'm interested in? And in most episodes, I also recommend things that you can read, and I ask my guests about that. 
or something you can watch or listen or something else to develop your understanding. Of course, if you just like to free float while listening, that's fine as well. And if this sounds abstract, well, don't worry. I will give you some examples of how to do that after I've introduced Plato's allegory. But what I invite you to do is to become comfortable or at least more comfortable with this feeling of, I don't quite get it, but I feel there's something there. And then ask yourself how you can explore further or just hang in there until something clicks. I think if I look back at my own life, most things that were really valuable for me to understand, it really took me a long time. But then the moment that I felt, well, now I understand them, that was just a moment. That was just an experience or something happening. And of course, many times later I discover, well, actually there's more to understand, more to get, and maybe some of the assumptions I had before were wrong, or at least they didn't give the full picture. So how do you know when you have the full picture? Well, probably you never know. But this is not the point. The point is just to hang in there until something clicks, until something reveals itself to you. This is also what we spoke about in episode two. So if, when it comes to learning and studying, one of the most useful skills that I learned in university, studying philosophy and cultural analysis, is the ability to read something without understanding anything of it, but still continuing to read. And it can be a book, but it can be something else that you continue to give your attention. So for instance, if I start reading a new philosopher now, or if I start to read about a subject that I don't know anything about, like mathematics or theoretical physics, or if I watch a conspiracy video on YouTube about flat earth, because I want to understand what are they, how are they thinking, what are they doing? So then I may not get anything at first, but I'm already happy if each page, at least one sentence, kind of resonates. And I find that if I keep listening or reading without demanding that I need to understand everything, some of the ideas start to kind of float around in my head and make friends with some other ideas that are hanging out there. And at one point something clicks. And often that happens when I have a new experience. It could be something completely different. It could be I'm watching a movie or I'm taking a walk in the forest or a throwaway remark from a friend. And suddenly it makes sense. Often afterwards, then I come back to the same book or the video or the episode to review it. And it makes much more sense the second time. By the way, this is not just with intellectual subjects, but it could also be with I don't know, a martial arts move or yoga or something else that is not just intellectual. So when you don't understand something, either you decide it's not interesting enough or you have the feeling there's something there. And if you have that feeling of curiosity or of being challenged to something, well, I invite you to take yourself seriously and work on developing this understanding. If you really want to understand something, it won't matter to you if it takes a month or a year or even a whole lifetime to understand it. But I just want to kind of give an idea of what kind of topics I'm thinking about that you could use this podcast to study. One of the things that I notice about the academic world, but also about the world of education on the internet, 
like uh, YouTube videos that are made about certain topics. Well, it's that there's a kind of demand that everything needs to be immediately clear, that it needs to be prepackaged and simplified and spoon-fed, because God forbid anyone loses interest or changes the channel or doesn't like my episode. Personally, I love to dive into new subjects, and then I'm disappointed if it ends after 20 minutes. Or if the conversation is so technical that it presupposes a lot of prerequisite knowledge. So I'm trying to find a midway between these two extremes. On the one hand, pre-packaging everything and making everything explicit. And on the other hand, just going into really the technical detail that you need to do a lot of reading and study and everything before you can even follow the conversation. Well, I've noticed over the past year that I'm not the only one who likes to listen to these conversations. And I'm really happy that you're listening to this. It motivates me to continue this journey with you, to give my time to it. And I really like this platform. I'm excited to see what it can grow into. It's such a privilege to speak to all these different experts and to ask them anything I want. And then to find that there are actually people interested in listening to these conversations. So I really appreciate the, the guests, but also you, to take the time to spend with me and to engage in these conversations. So what you are listening to is a combination of me doing my own research in a public way, getting educated myself, and sharing this with you, so you can use it as an educational resource for whatever interests you. And I'm trying to do this in an accessible way that doesn't require you to know anything about the subject we're talking about. But again, uh, like I mentioned before, <laughs> I don't know you. I'm just talking a microphone now. I don't know what you're interested in right now. So how to deal with that? Okay, so we have these three elements, right? There's a guest who is an expert in a certain topic. There's me who asks questions and shares my own thoughts with the intention that we all learn something. And then there's you, the most important person in this equation, of course. And really all I know about you is that you listen to this podcast, that you're interested in life, and that you're open enough to give this a try. So, what do we share? This is where Plato's allegory of the cave comes in. Because it's something that we share. It's easy enough to understand in just a few minutes. Probably you've already heard about it. Maybe you've studied it extensively. And if this is the first time you hear about it, well, you can just Google it and get the basic story in a few minutes. But at the same time, this allegory is so rich and so profound that the more you look, the more you see. And I don't see an end to different angles we can take on it and use it as something that we share in common. Well, but what is Plato's allegory about? I'll end the first part of this episode with a summary of Plato's allegory of the cave. In the second part, I will use the allegory and an example to go through all the episodes so far. So you have an idea of what these episodes are about. Maybe it will help you choose the next one to listen to, but also an example of how you could work with them. Plato's Allegory of the Cave is almost two and a half thousand years old, and it's the most famous story of Western philosophy. It's about a group of prisoners who have been chained in a cave all their lives. They're forced to watch shadows on a wall and these shadows make up their reality because they don't know those are shadows. They think those are 
the real things and the real experiences. But actually, these are projections of statues that are carried in front of a fire that is behind them. Now, then one of the prisoners is released and turned around and dragged upwards past the fire, all the way to the surface of the earth. They're blinded by the light because their eyes haven't seen sunlight in their whole life. But after a while, they start to see the actual object and they realize that those objects formed the inspirations for the statues below whose forms and movements are projected on the cave wall. And finally, when their eyes are so used to the light, they can take a glimpse at the sun. Then they realize that the sun is actually the source of the world on the surface, but also the source of the cave and of the shadows on the wall. So then they return back into the cave to bring these good tidings of great joy to their former colleagues. But whatever they say doesn't make sense to those prisoners, because they're still in the cave. The prisoners reply, well, you must have ruined your eyesight, because you can't see anything now in the dark. You can't distinguish the shadows anymore. And when this poor person tries to free them, they try to kill him. Now, there's much more to Plato's cave, but this is enough, I think, to go through the episode so far with this in mind. <laughs>